0: Hello and welcome to Influence by FitBy. We bring you the life stories of the world's most popular people, influencers. How they started, what they do and where they plan to be. Tune in every week to follow the journey. Maybe you're a budding influencer looking for some tips or perhaps you're a brand looking to kick off an influencer marketing campaign. At Influence by FitBy, you'll hear it from the horse's mouth. Interested? Then subscribe, sit back and Listen. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. Enjoy. On this episode, we chat to physical therapist Sam, aka At The Strength Therapist. Sam explains how he started and what has helped to grow his Instagram account to where it is today. If you're an influencer and would like to feature on our podcast, or a brand looking to sponsor an episode, feel free to get in touch by emailing team at fitby.agency. So listen on and get to know more about Sam.
1: Hello and welcome to Influence by Fitbuy. And today we have Sam. How are you doing, Sam? Good. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Really good. Um, can you tell the listeners a bit about your background?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I am a uh, doctor of physical therapy, practicing here in British Columbia, Canada, and then uh, I traditionally have been a strength conditioning coach with experience working in the professional hockey uh, system here in Canada, then also working with the NFL in the U.S., uh, working with a few different organizations like the Chicago
1: Ballet Academy and uh, just consulting for different organizations. And, um, I mean, you sound incredibly sporty. Was that something that you... um took to as a child, or how did it come about? Uh, not really, actually. I didn't uh, get too involved in sports until I was in high school, so
2: uh, pretty much when I was around like 15, I started getting involved in them. Uh, and Pretty much once I got involved, I just couldn't stop doing them.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And how or when did you start your social media journey? Uh, yeah, that was uh, quite a long time ago.
2: I think the first time I started really utilizing social media in somewhat of a uh, business format was probably around 2010, 2011, where initially probably more like Facebook usage and then uh, progressively branching off to Instagram accounts. And I had a few different iterations of different training companies at first, and then uh, finally progressing to the company that I am now, uh, The
1: Strength Therapist, and that's been in place since... Uh, the end of 2016 over here and we love your work and hence the reason we want to speak to you and have you on the podcast um but for those that don't know you that are listening can you explain your instagram feed and what you stand for yeah absolutely so
2: i operate a channel now it's called the strength therapist and its uh premise is on sharing information about uh primarily rehab but also training And The literature and evidence that surrounds it trying to take a legitimate approach of what the evidence says so uh, You'll hear about a lot of people speak on evidence-based practice or evidence-based training and it's a bit of a hot topic right now progressing out but To do it accurately is a very challenging thing because it takes a lot of time and effort to make sure that you stay up to research read research thoroughly and accurately and also allow yourself to be challenged to change and update based off of new information that comes out. And so I try to share, um, essentially what the current evidence shows on different topics and put in a much more digestible format since most people don't want to sit down and read 10 to 30 research articles. So I try to make it into a visually, um, interesting format that people
1: are gonna be able to learn and understand new information from. Very interesting, Um, something that I'm personally quite interested in. I mean, what's the overriding message that you get from it all? Uh, Generally, that being physically
2: active is very, very important and that, uh, you know, we traditionally have in the rehab world a broken system of where we have people come to us who are probably hurt or who have probably hurt themselves being physically active and the traditional message that's given is to stop doing what you were doing and then either never get back to it or get back to it far too late in time. And that process is usually actually very damaging to people's long-term health. And it's not necessarily the approach that we need to take. And my goal is to try and show
1: people ways that they can get back to things a lot sooner and faster. I love it. sounds like a really good personal crusade that you've got going on there. Yeah. How have you got to where you are today as an influencer? Uh, yeah, It's really funny when people talk about me as an influencer because there was never any intention of that at
2: all. I just uh, I found myself with this current company where I was in the uh, midst of doing my doctorate and quite frustrated, honestly, with the information that was being shared because it was fairly outdated. And in school, if I spoke up about it, I would just be shut down essentially and told that I just didn't understand and then I needed some sort of outlet and after speaking to a lot of people who were very well regarded in my field they kind of guided me down to uh, initially a the blog and then getting to the forums and those types of venues and I found myself doing that but then wanting to speak to other students speak to other people that were uh, having similar experiences to me beyond just the ones that were in my echo chamber so I found myself reaching out through forms of Facebook and Instagram primarily, and then that just really snowballed where some people that had larger channels just really enjoyed what I was saying and the way that I was uh, presenting it, and over time, I just found myself seeing how I could provide a good benefit if I learned how to make it visually and aesthetically appealing to the public, so then I tried to learn more about how to do that and be critical on the results I was getting. and stand by still making it evidence-based then also understanding how I needed to
1: meet the public where they were at. That's so interesting. And I mean, you've got a pretty sizable following. Would you say that the growth of that following has been pretty organic or was there a pivotal moment where you had, I don't know, a leg up or a shout out by someone slightly more influential than yourself?
2: Yeah, I would say actually there's, it's kind of like a combination. I've been very fortunate that in my time of being a strength conditioning coach initially and then as I progressed into being a physio, I've always tried to network and learn from people who were better than me as much as possible. And those people that were better than me had big followings and they were very accommodating when I showed my eagerness to allow me to present my voice in their platforms. And by doing so, it really did gain uh, a fairly big impact on that growth that I had. There's a lot of people that um, were quite notable individuals like Dean Somerset. He's a strength conditioning, strength conditioning coach in Edmonton, Alberta, who mentored me for years and then allowed me to write blogs for his website. Uh, another guy, Tony Genocore, also very big strength coach that works with tons of major league baseball players out in the Boston area. And I went to school out there, so I was able to go and uh, visit him and you know, similar opportunities of sharing information on his different media formats. And then another guy, Brett Contreras, who's known as the Glute guy and uh, like has one of the largest uh, fitness platforms from a coaching standpoint and just an absolute amazing person that I got to spend a ton of time with when I lived in San Diego. And I remember uh, before I met Brett, I had a decent following. I think I wanted to say it was like maybe 34,000 people when I met him at the end of 2017, and I might have my timeline wrong here, but roughly around then, and I you know, spoke with Brett, talked with him a lot, and uh, progressively came to a stance where I was like helping him with a few injuries, and he posted on his story him doing some stuff that I had recommended for him, and he tagged me in it saying that I helped him with that stuff, and I think I gained like 4,000 followers from that, which wow. was uh, pretty huge at the time, I think he had around like 400,000 and um, I also then started a business venture with a uh, physical therapist, strength and conditioning coach, similar, uh, similar stance as me in Washington, D.C. His name is Teddy w- Wilsey and he runs strength coach therapy on Instagram and uh, he has around I think now maybe 650,000 followers so um, around two and a half times my channel and when we first started our business, he had a similar amounts, and he would, you know, share my stuff just because we worked together, and uh, it was just kind of like the nature of I'm talking about our online business together. And so then he would share stuff, and I would gain a few hundred here and there from that. And then just over time, it kind of snowballed. Whenever I had a large, uh, a large post, I did very well. I've uh, been very outspoken on different things that's wrong in my profession, and sometimes I have a post that does really well and goes a little bit viral and it might get like 10 to 12,000 likes and shared on a ton of different channels. And yeah, yeah, usually that those are very helpful
1: to gaining a greater reach. So interesting. And I think the main takeaway from that is to build your community, um, and to speak to people that are doing something similar to yourself, because it sounds like without your community, it would have been a different type of hustle.
2: Yeah. I, I never really intended it to go this way. It's Just like if you look at a lot of the people that are probably well regarded in the strength and conditioning community and the kind of rehab space, they have a bit of a similar mindset of like reaching out, trying to connect, trying to build off of each other. And it just seems to be that a lot, it, they just build off of each other. They're pushing each other's information, sharing it because it's, it's good. You put a hard effort into ensuring
1: that you're creating quality
2: information and then
1: people appreciate it and they're going to share it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, a lot of people are reluctant to use the term influencer. What are your thoughts?
2: Um, yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I think it's uh, like there's a bit of a negative connotation with it. I, um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. To be honest, uh, like I'm, I have a doctorate in physical therapy. I have a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. I have a lot of titles that make me sound quite smart whereas a lot of people look at something like the title of influencer and think that it's someone that essentially kind of got lucky or is very good looking or any of these kinds of factors not necessarily someone that has a lot of knowledge and i think that like that's not necessarily the way that it should be approached anyways but it's one reason why i have a hesitation with it just because you know i spend a lot of time ensuring that i know what i'm doing and to, to say like yeah, I've, I've had a lot of interactions with people where when they find out that I have a large social media channel and they haven't seen or anything yet, it's, uh, they look at me differently and before they learn that I'm a doctor of physical therapy, which I always think is like a quite fascinating thing. And I don't know why that's the approach that's taken, but um, it's just kind of like a, a time that we're in right now where social media from the standpoint of having influencers has only been around for probably like four or five years, not that long. So it's uh, a new growing thing
1: that people are going to have to learn how to understand still. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, I mean, influencers are like modern day rock stars. So people don't think about anything other than glamor associated to influencing. Um, Mm -hmm. And also on the negative side to it, I think sometimes there's a connotation of manipulation when you think think of the term influencer, because it can be used for, you know, not such great things as what you're putting out there. And, um, yeah, I think that can also be where it falls down slightly, but it's, it's interesting nonetheless. Um, how did it first feel when you realized you had influence? Um,
2: like I had a power of responsibility on my shoulders. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I, again, I read a lot of research. And so for me, I read about these things where there's some amazing research by this guy named, uh, his first name is Barrett, but it's, uh, his last name is Darlone. he writes a lot of research papers out in New Zealand, and what all of his information is on is the power of word usage and the effects that it has on people's health, on their health, sorry, and also their, uh, their rates of depression, their rates of disability, and all these different kind of factors, and it points to that when most people are influenced by someone of power so some type of authoritarian figure they can take it to a very high level where these word usages that we have can have a very profound impact on either making someone enabled or disabled and uh, the idea that when i put something out there i can have such a powerful impact it seems quite crazy but it's, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, sometimes I'm very hesitant. I often will sit and mull over the posts that I have uh, prepared for days or weeks on end before I post them actually, just because I'm like so hesitant if the word usage that I have on the graphic is right or if the word usage that's on my commentary is correct. To try and like, make sure that what I'm about to put out there is going to do the most benefit and have the least harm.
1: and. I think that it's a much more powerful thing than most people realize. Well, it's interesting to hear that you take your responsibility um, with, well, you look at it with trepidation, I guess, to make sure that what you do put out is right and represents you properly, which is really interesting. Do you feel the pressure of social media?
2: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, (laughs) I was actually just, uh, so I, I have a podcast I'm starting. It's not aired yet, but I was just interviewing this guy named Greg Knuckles who runs a website called Stronger by Science. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's a, a fantastic website for anyone looking, and it's all about the science of lifting, essentially, and the guy is a genius, but he was talking about the impact that social media has on you know, like what, what he posts or what he shares, and all these different kinds of things, and like the social pressure with them. And It's just simple when he was talking about it, you know, he has some issues with his one hip And so when he squats he often avoids squatting to a full depth because when he's in that bottom position It can hurt so he chooses to squat high on purpose And if he ever posts a video of him squatting high He just gets chewed apart by all the all people that think that full depth squatting is the only option And so then he just chooses to not post it because he just doesn't want to deal with it and it's, uh, it's really funny to hear that because I experienced the completely same thing where you know, I'll, I'll do different things for different purposes and I have to always question myself if I want to post this because either A, it might be challenging to what people think, or you know, like, do I want to deal with all the backlash that's going to come from
1: it, even you, usually in a bad way. That's interesting. And a segue to my next question. <laughs> um, can you name some good and bad experiences that you've encountered on Instagram?
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. I've had a few <laughs> recently that can be great. I, uh, so again, I speak out on different topics and try to be, uh, representative of what the information shows in the literature. And I speak out on posture a lot and posture's relationship with pain. And so I made a post that was on posture and pain and it was taken exceptionally well. I was quite surprised because I have spoke about it before. But I took a lot of time, again, I sat on this one for probably a couple of months and trying to think of the way that I could demonstrate in the single page graphic how it would come off and the words that I used in it. And uh, it was shared on some of the largest rehab channels that there are. So it it did exceptionally well. In contrast, I had another one that I did on foam rolling and the actual science on foam rolling. And, uh, it did not get taken very well. It, uh, I could have chosen my words slightly better. I tried to sit on it and I, I, it's a bit hard when you, you know what you mean, but not everyone else knows what you mean when you say something. And my words, I guess, could have been chosen better and people were very upset by the post. And, uh, I made a a follow-up one actually later that day, just because I wanted to make sure I addressed it quickly. And uh, people were much more understanding after I did that. But, yeah, it was probably the angriest post I've had on there.
1: That's so interesting. And the fact that you took it as um, positive criticism or critique of your work to go back and refresh it, to repost it?
2: Is... Uh, no, I actually left it up. I just made a, a second follow-up. Like I, uh, It was on the same topic, essentially, but then I made sure, so I that it was in conjunction to that one and like sure. Sure.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. No, I understand that some people will like take them down if it's, uh, if it's been poorly received or, uh, negative or they could have done it better. And I wouldn't be opposed to that. I've actually never had to do that, but there's, I just thought in that case,
1: like it wasn't so blatantly inappropriate. So I thought it was a fine teaching point. Fair enough you've touched on this a few times in this conversation, but how strict are you with what you post in your feed? I mean, I know you've already said that, like you don't just post anything for the sake of it, but do you have to have like a week or a month's worth of content ready in advance or do you go post by post? What's your strategy? Uh,
2: So I try to post at least once a day uh, on my feed and with that, I personally don't like when channels, like if you're looking at someone's bio page, if you know what I mean, with the yeah. profile, yeah. I don't really like when they have those formats where it's like perfectly aligned. I think that that looks like the person cares way too much personally. Mm-hmm. And so I try actually not to do that. So I plan out images and my posts that are going to have, you know, It's going to be a standard white graphic uh, background with different things on it. And then uh, maybe it's going to be a standard video or if it's going to be a Photoshop image with a um, blur background, all these kinds of things. I'll actually purposely try to make sure that I don't have them in a systematic alignment and just have it random. Uh, Then from a standpoint of like the actual content that's in them, I try to go down a format of where I share information that I know is very beneficial, but maybe isn't going to be as appreciated, I guess. It probably won't generate as many likes. It probably won't generate as many comments. It probably won't generate as big of a reach. But for the people that do see it and they do actually look at it, it's going to be highly beneficial. And then I try to sync that up with various posts that are going to do much better. And that way I kind of meet the middle ground of where I'm sharing content that is still beneficial and it's going to have a much larger reach. But then I'm sharing stuff that I think is really important for the public to also see and
1: not going to do as well. But those posts that are around it will help to make sure that it gets seen more. That's really interesting and great advice to anyone that's considering starting an account similar to what you're doing. What would you give as advice to anyone that wants to become the next Sam and do something similar to what you're doing on social media?
2: Uh, Try to go out and reach out to different accounts. Try to reach out and just get to know them, talk to them, ask questions. See if you can get on a call with them, see if you can email them questions. Start to just interact with these people, as many of them as possible, as many that you look up to and offer to help them in different ways. Like for the people that I reached out to when I was a younger coach, I offered to come to their facility, to take them up for coffee, to do whatever I could. When I started to get into writing, I offered to write for them. And if they didn't want it, then no big deal. But I would just offer whatever
1: services I could provide that would benefit that person since I wanted to learn from them. Great advice. And um, over here in our office, we call that sweeping the floor because you're literally willing to start from the ground up and uh, yeah, it works simple. Yeah. It really does work. How do you want your Instagram profile to be received by your followers? I'd like
2: it to be seen as the best no bullshit rehab channel available online. I, love it. Uh, I think that it's like really easy in this day and age to have a flashy channel that does, a lot of short magic tricks essentially, and uh, a lot of these things that are very sexy to sell, but are uh, not supported by research in any way, and are arguably um, actually demonized in the research, and so then I don't, wanna, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna share that stuff. And a lot of large rehab channels do quite the opposite, so I'd like, to, I'd like to stand by what I believe is to be the
1: best thing for the general public in the long term. Powerful. Yeah. I like it. Um, whereabouts your, most of your followers based? Oh, it's a great question. Um, (laughs) I'm actually
2: not too sure at the moment. It changes a lot. Surprisingly, I don't know if that does for you. Um, let's see right now. It actually says my top cities are, uh, New York, Sydney, London, San Francisco, and Istanbul, and then top countries of United States, India, United Kingdom, Australia, and Canada
1: interesting yeah okay cool so you got a good broad reach of mainly english-speaking countries which is not surprising but yeah, yeah interesting yeah i've tried to uh, there's a actually
2: i don't know if other people experience this but there's a few different channels that just take my content and convert it into their own language and um sometimes they tag me in it but most of the time they just take it and Uh, change it to their language and don't tag me so there's a lot of uh, the equivalents of my channel in spanish
1: korean japanese and turkish that i know about i mean if they're tagging you that's super humbling but if they're not tagging you that's rude (laughs) yeah i agree oh boy okay um can you name an instagram account that you love and check out regularly
2: uh, strength Coach Therapy.
1: Cool. Off the cuff. Done.
2: Ah, oh, boom. Yeah. Great person, big following. Uh, puts out tons of
1: quality information both on his feed and his story. And uh, yeah, great human being. Which brands would you like to work with? Oh. Yeah, I don't even know, honestly. There's a.
2: I would love. Or probably Nike or Lululemon just because I already purchased a lot of their products. Mm. And I would really not like to have to go down a company that I don't already like. Probably just turn them away. And then uh, I'd really love to get a food sponsor because I eat a lot. So I've been uh, definitely open to that.
1: Well, we've put it into the ether now. So let's see what happens.
2: We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we might have to podcast the podcast to thank in a few months or a year's time. Yeah. Good stuff. What does a perfect day look like to you? Uh, I'm pretty fortunate that I actually get to
2: live a pretty perfect life right now. It's a, a it's a little bit scattered at the moment. I have a newborn daughter. But Congrats. Thank you. Uh, essentially, most of my days look like waking up somewhere between the hours of 3 and 5 a.m. depending upon when she's up. And then I hang out with her for... A couple of hours, then I'll go and I'll work as a physio and coach, and then usually do that for somewhere between uh, four and six hours. Then I go and I take a break in the middle of the day to go and hang out with my daughter and wife, and then I will go and lift for about an hour and then work online for a few hours making content, uh, doing programming, offering services to people online, uh, writing, and then usually shut things down around 7.30 and try to put my daughter
1: to bed. I love it. Wholesome, man. That um, sounds like a great day. Yeah, I'm a pretty simple guy. That's good stuff. A lot of people search for happiness and kind of ignore the simple stuff. So um, yeah. that's good for you. That's good stuff. What's one thing that not many people know about you?
2: Wow. it's a good one. Uh,
1: well you really put me on the spot here it's hard to say (laughs) it's it's one of those questions isn't it it's a bit of a
2: yeah well one thing that probably no one listening knows is that uh, had I not gone into physical therapy school I was planning to go and become a lawyer yeah
1: okay there we go What type of law would you have liked to have worked in had it not worked out? Uh, Most likely criminal law, but yeah, hard to say. Very hard to say. We'll never know, thank God. I guess not. (laughs) And what are your plans for the future?
2: Uh, Right now I'm working on, I have, so I have a channel, the strength therapist. I have an additional channel called Citizen Athletics. And that's a fitness company that myself, and strength coach therapy all together and our goal is to try and grow that into the best fitness company that we can while also additionally offering different types of rehab services through it and then next up i've got a big company that's going to be launching here probably in about a month and a bit and it's uh, i can't really share too much information on it but it's going to be something that is not currently done in any realm that i'm aware of and hopefully
1: it's going to be Something big and start making some waves. Wow. Watch this space. That sounds interesting. Good stuff, Sam. Well, amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. And I'm sure the audience got a lot from what you just said and the conversation we've had. So, um, yeah, thank you, Sam.
2: Thanks for having me on, George.
0: By the sounds of it, Sam is living a great life. Great guy. If you're an influencer yourself and would like to feature on our podcast or a brand looking to sponsor an episode, feel free to get in touch by emailing team at fitby.agency. And if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe and rate the podcast as it really helps.